0: Welcome back into Talking Distance. This is a podcast we created to share and spread our passion for all things Indiana distance running. I'm one of your two hosts, Jared Turner from Yorktown High School, joined as always by Coach Rick Sluter, Columbus North High School. How you doing, Coach? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Tournament time now. Tournament yeah, time. the weather
1: changed. It's like uh early winter. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it just it's... changed overnight.
0: I know a lot of people, uh, maybe they don't like the chill in the air, but I think like all cross country coaches just kind of rejoice a little bit when the, when the fall chill comes in. And, uh, cause I mean, that, that does usually indicate that it's getting pretty close to tournament time and our new tournament format and just a lot of exciting stuff.
1: No, it is man. And, um, we were out, we had kind of a different practice on Friday night. So we were literally out there as the weather was changing and it was fun. It was neat. And, um, the kids were excited. So yeah, it's something. Saturday morning, some of those, some of you guys had fantastic weather to race in. I was jealous.
0: Yeah, it was great. We were at the uh, the Delta Eagle Invite, which was there at Taylor University, and yeah, it was just like, you know, you look up at the trees, and some of the leaves are starting to change. You look around at the people, and all of a sudden, it's hoodie and jacket weather, not so much short-sleeve weather anymore, yeah. and kids wearing pants at the, the start line, so it was just, yeah, it just kind of gave you all the feels of tournament time coming, so Um, yeah, just a really exciting time of year.
1: Yeah. I watched, um, you know, you and I were talking beforehand and, you know, I watched the Chicago marathon this morning and it was, um, they said it was 85 on Monday. Of course we had warm weather too, right? Of course. yes. 85 on Monday and it was, you know, in the forties with a wind chill actually when (laughs) they were starting to race this morning in Chicago. And that's why I'm happy to be down here.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, but another thing to make you excited, just watching that. That world oh, record yeah. in the marathon. I mean, another thing that kind of jacks you up about running uh this weekend.
1: Yep. Yeah. Just uh for those of you that may listen to us and don't catch it, somewhere we're now officially what, 20, 30 or two hours. To, I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm thinking cross country times twenty thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> two hours and thirty-five seconds. I mean, we're it, yes. it will be very soon when someone runs an official one fifty nine fifty
0: nine. Yep, it's coming in a real marathon with all yep. of the the boxes checked for it to actually count, right? But yeah, uh, and
1: you know what? I, I we don't need to get into this now, and and please don't email me over this. I'm gonna say other stuff that'll make you make you upset <laughs> more than this. But I kind of don't care about the super shoe stuff. I really don't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I looked at my dad's old stuff from the 70s, and then what I was mm-hmm. able to run in in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, all that stuff got better each time. Yeah. Um, so I you know super shoes are not holy cows. Just I mean he ran a couple. After 35k or something like that in the race, he
0: mm-hmm. ran
1: like 421, 425, 424, something like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy threw in like a 1350 five K, 1340 yeah.
0: something five K. Yeah. So I don't I don't care if you guys super shoes or not, no. special. And yeah. yeah, just go down there to uh, uh Terre Haute and, and take a walk around the cross country and track and field hall of fame museum and and see the different surfaces that kids oh, were yeah, on the different implements they were using and the different equipment. Yep. I mean so I mean that's yeah, always been part of the story of progress, right?
1: Yep, yep.
0: So you guys didn't race this weekend uh and, and I guess I guess that's kind of maybe our first question is like, you know, training-wise, what what kind of things are are you guys doing to get ready for the tournament and I'll pitch in and and kind of talk about some of the big things that that we're doing, but uh yeah, training-wise, what kind of things change, what kind of things stay the same for the Columbus North Bulldogs?
1: Well, coach, you know, this is something that we're going to get tested on with our podcast cuz we we talked about sorted of this earlier right like things to do and not to do or or that mm-hmm. sort of thing heading into the tournament and um right now we're staying pretty true so if somebody goes back and listens to that they're going to come back and, and be able to yeah. compare and contrast are um, you really doing that they're really you just exactly. saying it <laughs> but um no we had a pretty good week um purposely our mileage stayed normal and actually um for a few of our kids it went up this week just a tiny bit mm-hmm. but again because we didn't race right? That, yeah. that helps. I mean, some, a lot of schools had like conference or, or like you guys um, putting most of your group or part of your group out for a race, but yeah, mm-hmm. our, our mileage stayed up. Um, our workout intensity stayed high. In fact, it was probably one of our most intense weeks in a while. You know, we did one of our signature workouts on Friday night under the lights and that was pretty special, but that's uh, yeah, we're, st- our, our intensity staying high. And we're, we're not making wholesale changes. Like we're not all of a sudden going to the track and running uh girls running you know, 400s just because that feels really good right now. Yeah. And um, and we're not going um well, some are, but I mean, you know, not Special they were running that before, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, our guys, you know, we were tired after twilight, just like a you know,
0: like you and I were. Yes, um, oh man, yeah, dragging and so
1: Monday. We stayed continuous, we just changed the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I we're staying pretty normal and Trying to get ready for that, really the, you know, sectional regional state that it is kind of cool. You know, you and I have talked about this with the three weeks, you can start to conceptualize a bit more than you can a whole month.
0: It's one of it's a weird time of year, right? Like the, I feel like if you're a coach that really cares about what you do, which pretty much everybody listening to this podcast probably is in that category uh you you're always second guessing some things so uh, i was just going to bring up a couple things that i know that i struggle with as a coach one you're right like we we have not brought down the mileage much to this point and i i always second guess myself there like when is the right time to to bring it down do you, do you bring it down at all but you know we we've kind of stayed at our our normal weekly mileage for the last 3 weeks and you know, but every week it's, it's kind of hard, especially if you got some kids that are, you know, doing some workouts and they have some sore muscles afterwards, immediately yep. you think, should I be lowering things? Am I not lowering things enough? Am I not adjusting things? So, you know, one of the things I struggle with heading into the tournament is, you know, how long do I keep them at that high? Because you you have to reflect and you have to look back and, and, uh, pre-show we were talking about this. If you started to come down, let's say before the Nike twilight meet. Well, even if you're a team that only is planning on going to regional, let alone the state meet, I mean, that's that's four weeks. Like, you're going to come down continuously. And uh, then you start getting into a little bit of uh, danger zone and, and you know, having fears of of running flat in some of those most important rounds of the tournament.
1: No, it is. And, you know, if you look, if you were running, um, I don't – everybody's got a different definition of mileage, right? Of course. But I think the less mileage you do, the less room you have for error on how much do you give up. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're if you're a girl's team and you're running 30 miles a week mm-hmm. and you want to feel good going into Nike Twilight, so you take like four miles off that week. Yeah. Well, now you're down to 26. And then um, maybe you say, well, we'll just hold it there. I don't want to bring them back up just yet. I want to mm-hmm. let them catch up and be ready. And, and we've and then you go, you know, so you don't change it for a week and then you head into sectional. And you're like, well, I want to freshen up a tiny bit more. And mm-hmm. you take off, you know, a, a small run here, or you change two other runs and you take off another three, Yeah. you don't pay attention. All of a sudden you're like 23 to 19 by the time you get through. the
0: yeah. I know you're <laughs> trotting out for three mile runs every day of the week yeah. before regional. You know?
1: <laughs> and, and if a coach listening to this says, well, I, I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. I've done that personally yeah. and as a coach, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't. Oh, it just seems to work way less than it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just yeah, it does, uh, it
0: doesn't translate. I mean, it really doesn't. Yeah. And that's what I keep telling myself and reassuring myself. But yeah, I mean, I don't want anybody to think, listen to this, that you know, we have it all figured out. We don't, we second guess no. these things as well. And no, and we, spent whole, <laughs> we spent our whole
1: we spent our whole pre-show, you and I just talking training almost. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent we did. So, here's another thing I always kind of worry about training wise coming down the stretch is is over coaching you know, because it's, <laughs> it's a delicate balance, right? It, you want your team to feel like it's no different and follow the same routine, do the same things we've always done, prepare the same way that we've done before. But then on the other side of that coin, like it is different, you know, like yeah. if you don't perform this week, you, your season is done and there's that
1: finality of it. And so, and a definite know. winner and loser right now, right? Like yes. we don't like to look at our sport always in that, but there's a definite you go to an invite and you get like eighth at some huge invite, mm-hmm. you you might celebrate that. Mm-hmm. You go to the sectional and get sixth, it might've still been really good, but you're not going to celebrate that the same way. I mean.
0: Season's over. Yeah. 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 And, and so that, and you know what, let me, I'm going to speak from a small school perspective here for a second. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you have a chance to win a sectional and that mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge thing for a, a small, smaller school to do. And maybe it's it's not often that you have a chance to win one of those sectionals. So do you overcoach that week? Do you do you put so much pressure <laughs> on the kids that kids feel like it's different and like, oh my gosh, if if coach is, you know, doing things differently, maybe I need to do things differently. And that's the last thing we want them to do. So yeah, that that's a second thing that I always I kind of worry about is just, you know, over them and and, uh, you know, doing things that they're not used to me doing, uh, especially when they throw fall break in there, which we'll get to in another topic in a, in a moment. But, you know, it makes it even feel more different. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one for me is, you know, basically not asking an athlete to do anything that that I haven't put them in that position, either in training or in a previous race. Right. Yeah. Like it it may like it may be appealing to me to tell a kid that they need to get out really fast. Uh, that's the example we've used in the past in the podcast, but if they haven't done that to this point in the season, in a race or in a workout, is that the best thing for them? I mean, I'm asking them to do something in the tournament that they haven't done at any other point in the year. Like it, it's probably not going to work out well, you know, or at least if it doesn't work out well, there's no going back, you know, because it is the IHSA tournament now. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, just, you know, asking an athlete to do something new or something different this time of year.
1: No, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we didn't exactly use that phrase like um, overcoaching too much, but I, I, it's a favorite quote of mine. And it's usually kind of done as a joke um, out of one of the Prefontaine movies, whichever one, Prefontaine turns to Bowerman and says, coach, have you ever heard about or Bill, have you ever heard about, have you ever heard of overcoaching? He goes, yes. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm against it.
0: I'm against but,
1: it. <laughs> you know, as he's telling him how to micromanage his race. Right. But
0: yeah, yeah, I'm the
1: same. I'm the same as you. Like if, if I start acting different, the kids are going to read it. And, um, and I think too, you and I talked about this. We don't want to go into this right now, but like when the change in tournament was coming and it was settled and we knew it was coming mm-hmm. and um, a couple of us, um, We're kind of in the IATCC stuff or CCCC, Uh, (laughs) we were a part of that. So we kind of knew it was coming maybe a week or 10 days before others might have. And you and I talked specifically about not going to our team and saying, this sucks. This is awful. This is bad Mm -hmm. because it's going to affect them. And I think if you are going to go talk to your team, if you're going to tell a kid, they got to go out a little faster. You Mm -hmm. better phrase that in such a positive way in such kind of a kind of your best coach talk. So mm-hmm. that they feel comfortable, you know, okay. Coach didn't tell me to do something different. Coach, just give me advice. Yeah. Like, you Coaches know, maybe, maybe I gotta be in, out and
0: instilling confidence in me. Maybe yes. like he sees something that it, maybe I'm not aware of maybe. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if it's like, you know, if it's, um, Hey, we, we want you out. You Like maybe instead of saying going out faster, it's like, Hey, you gotta be in touch with so-and-so at a mile, like yeah. around a mile, you need to be able to see so-and-so, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the, like, phrasing everything in such a positive way um, maybe doesn't seem like it's anxious or nervous or do or die. It's, it's coaching. Yeah. You know, take your son, for example, and and my son, we're going into the tournament and let's say that they're at the regional and um, obviously, you know, you're hoping to get out, Mm -hmm. but he's going to have a shot to get out Mm -hmm. right individually. And so maybe it's something like, you know, you got to see Oak Hills number one and two, they got a, they got a good pair there. You got to see uh-huh. those guys at a mile. You got to be within touching range. If you know that, then you're probably in the right spot at a mile. And that's much better than saying, you got to go out 10 seconds faster, man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to be out. And because then the kid's going to go out in the front and then the kid's going to panic. Yeah. And the art of
0: co- the art of coaching right there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Just, <laughs> just the way that you phrase it to them and Man, how many times, like after a practice or on the bus ride home from a meet, I've thought about that. Like, I need to have this conversation with this kid. How do I go about it? You know, like, uh, what are the words that I use? Because you're right. I mean, the words that you use and telling them maybe the same thing uh, can be taken two very different ways depending on the words you use. So that's a great point.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you got to go in, and I think being realistic too, being positive, but realistic. You know, I, I, gosh, I mean, maybe you're what, let's take a boy who's coming in. he's going to qualify for the regional and he's going to be at 1630 is his PR Mm -hmm. for the season. Well, realistically at all five regionals, that's probably going to be tough to make at the state.
0: Yep. Outside looking in.
1: Yep. So, you know, if you start saying, Hey, you got to run 1610. Well, you're asking Mm -hmm. that kid, you're telling that kid, he's got to run 20 seconds faster than he's ever done before. You know, maybe it's ways to find other checkpoints. That you know could put him in a position to try to do that, yeah. as opposed to giving him just a flat out do or die 1610. Um, uh, maybe it's things like, hey, you know, so and so from Yorktown. If you're by him at a mile, you're probably in a pretty good spot. And then let's see if you yeah. can pick off five guys over the next, you know, mile and see where that puts you at two miles, and then we just got to go for it, you know, or yeah, whatever kind of coach talk you want to give them, but
0: yeah, you're playing a game. I mean, the last 2K. Let's see how many, how many people you can pass. You know, get yeah. out at this point or and then
1: hold your spot. If you people. hear me saying that, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. be tough and hold your spot.
0: Yeah, I got I got to throw in this story, and it's kind of unrelated, but you you reminded me of it with the tournament changes. Uh, I was this, this past uh, Friday evening, went to Manchester University. Uh, one of my former runners was being inducted in the Manchester Athletic Hall of Fame, and wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, went there to be be there for him and just congratulate him, tell him how proud I was of him. And uh, just just happened to get sat at a table with another Indiana high school coach. Uh, he, he did not know me. I did not know him. Uh, he didn't even know I was a high school coach at this point. But somebody asked him, "Hey, you know, what, what do you think about this new tournament structure?" And I was like, "Oh, here we go." Like I, I want to hear the <laughs> answer to this, you know. And uh, he said, "You know what?" He says, "I love it." He's like, "I'm re- I really, you know, I really like the new tournament structure. It it allows us to coach more." He says mm-hmm. it really allows us to coach more, whether it's the, maybe the open weekend, a lot of teams now have in that empty sectional weekend, uh, three rounds of the tournament, uh, rather than four, uh, you know, you may be able to manage some of the load on an athlete a little bit more than you have been in previous years. And, uh, it just every time he like spoke, I, I kind of smiled a little bit more and I was like, that. I wish I was running for this guy. Like uh, this guy has such a positive approach on the change, you know, the things that they could do with it rather than the things that it limits them from doing. And that's just perspective, you know, like he just had a good perspective on, you know, the changes that come with the tournament. And, uh, you know, I, of course I looked up his school and he's a school of about a thousand or so. It's a medium sized school, but he's in a really tough area. Uh, so, you know, no, no guarantee that he's, you know, advancing to regional, let alone advancing to the state meet, but had a couple individuals at a chance. So he's kind of right there in the middle, right? Like he's, The coach the program that he was coaching is um he could have looked at it either way, is basically what I'm trying to say. He could have looked at it and said, Hey, this is killing my program. I'm gonna, you know, be negative, you know, towards it in front of the team and with my kids. And instead, he is approaching it in a in a very positive way, even though it may have actually had a more of a negative effect on his his program. Yeah, he just decides to approach it in a positive way and yeah, you know, of course. Later on, I I told him where I coached, and he told him where me where he coached, and we you know chatted about frigging high school running for a good, like, <laughs> half hour to an hour. But yeah, that was a cool little moment there because it is it's a lot of perspective, a lot of how you are going to approach it as a coach and how your team will feed off of the way you coach it as a coach.
1: No, I I I, I just could not agree more. I, I um you know there was a commercial when I was a kid about um. Oh, the kid the dad catches the kid smoking pot in his room, and mm-hmm. he's and the dad's yelling at him and says, "Where did you learn to do this?" And he said, mm-hmm. "You, dad, I, I learned it from watching you."
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, you know, it was a cheesy, <laughs> terrible commercial, but <laughs> yeah. but but the point right is, up
0: there with <laughs> this is your brain. This is your this brain, is brain on drugs, on drugs right yeah, up there, right up there with that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but the the point being, like, I I man, I I I don't want coaches to misread us because I I felt like. One of our other podcasts, we kind of got, and everybody says this when somebody gives them feedback, but like, mm-hmm. don't misunderstand us. If we go to class, great. That, that is not the topic we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like being a positive coach and being in the, in the, you, um your kids can't be in a positive mindset if you're not probably mm-hmm. right. And so, you know, there was one coach, all my kids said that we'll never make it now. And all my kids said, this is terrible and they're going to quit and all that. And I've heard that from more than one coach. And I kind of wanted to ask him without being a jerk where did they hear that? Who did they hear that from? And I don't mean that to be aggressive to anybody. I just, yeah, but like, I don't know. I just can't say it enough. Like the more positive you are as the adult, the more positive they're going to be.
0: Yeah, And I don't want to keep- I was just going to say, there's not too many high school students out there, even top level runners that are paying attention to the IHSAA executive board (laughs) decisions and reading the minutes every quarter. Like that's not happening. They're hearing it from their coach. Like any change that happens, they're hearing it from their coach or they're hearing it from- you know, somebody on their team or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. We you, don't, you, to a large degree, you have control over how it's framed. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. like we don't. I don't. I'm not going to say we. I'll I'll make this very specific. I don't always appreciate the impact I have on my athletes or my students. Mm-hmm. Like it's really under. I think even daily we underestimate how much of an influence we have on them. You know. On the flip side, man, couldn't couldn't you tell? Well, maybe not your son, you and I are in a weird spot right now. Right. But, mm-hmm. but let's <laughs> say another athlete on the team. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if if you go out 20 seconds faster at the mile, you're going to have a chance to qualify. And by gosh, that kid's going to go out 20 seconds faster. Yeah. And yeah, the kid's probably drive The kid's going to be cooked. Yeah. <laughs> at 2k, he's going to be mad at you. He's gonna but, be cooked. <laughs> um, but, but they're so impressionable and, and it's such an awesome responsibility mm-hmm. that we have. And, um, um, I just want, I want everybody, um, to realize that so.
0: And and in that same point, like how much pressure they put on themselves to make coach proud, like when they get to a meet, I mean, the amount of times I've heard that is kind of like shocking to me. Like they should know that like, you know, I'm going to be proud of your effort no matter what, like as long as you do, but that they don't know that. Like the fact that they let coach down is maybe one of the most devastating things that they could possibly feel after yeah. a race. And sometimes in the worst case scenarios, it, it gets going through their head in the middle of a race. yeah, And that just kind of sends them in a downward spiral. And, okay. uh, you know, these are all just easy ways of of trying to avoid that or trying to, you know, make it solid in their head that they know, you know, n- no matter what we go out here and do today, like we're, we're going to be positive about it. We're going to find a positive way to, to spin it. If we need to do some, some more work, if we need to change some things up, we will, but you know, overall, we're going to address it in a positive way.
1: Yeah. So I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So moving on to our uh, next topic here Coach Freeman from Springs Valley emailed in and we love to get emails and we got to get
1: that guy a T-shirt.
0: Dude, he's awesome. Yeah, he is (laughs) awesome. And uh, I know I've mentioned him a couple of times on the podcast about how his presentation at the clinic last year, I thought was one of the most influential just because uh, you could tell the kind of passion that he has for his team and the passion he has for. Coaching young people. Uh, I don't care what sport uh, you would put on his plate. I feel like he'd be good at it just because he he just brings that energy. Um, He was asking about fall break. And I don't Actually, I do know because we just talked about this pre show. You and I are both (laughs) on fall break right now going into sectional weekend. Uh, Seemed like Coach Freeman in the Springs Valley. uh, High school is on fall break heading into regional weekend. So no matter what weekend you have it, it's, it's a weekend of the tournament. It's a very important weekend. And he kind of had two specific questions that I, I'd like to throw out to you, coach. One, when do you practice? Just a simple question of when do you practice? Do you keep it the same? Like, you know, if you usually go in the mornings on Tuesday, Wednesday, do you go in the mornings Tuesday, Wednesday, What whatever? When do you practice? And then... What kind of things do you do to keep them from sitting around and and not using the time wisely, maybe staying up too late, maybe, you know, sleeping and lounging around all day, getting their days and nights mixed up? And, and that's obviously a huge detriment going into the the tournament round. So uh, how about you guys at Columbus North?
1: Well, first, I think it's important for every coach to know that what you and I say in the next like five, six minutes, our kids may not do any of it. they might not right so we're we're like we've all said we've said on here before we're not perfect we're just trying to be good at it but yeah um the first thing we we do practice in the mornings i do that mostly to get them up just Mm -hmm. get them up get them going we're here by nine i figure if you can't if you can't if sleep until eight isn't good enough for you then Mm -hmm. then you you have you've stayed up anyway and i'll know it at practice
0: yeah. So just to clarify, you'll go, you'll go in the morning every single day, Monday through Friday. Cause I know even yes. during your normal weeks, you have some morning practices, but you go morning every single yes. day. Of we go break.
1: morning and we go at either eight 30 or nine, depending on the yeah. weather and the, and the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that. I just do that mainly to get them up, get them going. And if we're going to double it, they'll do it in the afternoon on their own. Yep. Um, that keeps the commitment level a little less over break. So they do have some free time and, mm-hmm. um, And, and, um, I, I do that also, you know, I've, I've, you know, we've talked, we even talked about the idea of like, well, three o'clock is normal, you know, just using that around the state, right? Three o'clock is normal. Do we do normal? But the, but the state meet, I guess is now what the state meet is at like two and 8 PM. I don't know. Well, it depends (laughs) if we,
0: we're still taking the eight hours in between races. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, you know, the, the tournaments in the morning, Mm -hmm. our Saturday races are in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't think that throws them off that much. I mean, I, I don't even know that any of that really matters. I mean, we've gotten up and left here at 5 a.m. to go to meets. We've had Saturday night meets that we didn't leave here until 2 p.m. Um, so I, if I was telling myself as a younger coach, again, all those things I used to worry about
0: mm-hmm. routine,
1: routine, routine, I don't know that what time they get up and run is as big a deal as I used to think it was. Yeah. Just get them up and get them moving that day. So they're not sleeping until noon.
0: Yeah, we we do the same thing. And for the same reason, we, we usually practice, uh, you know, 3pm after school. And um, this week, our fall break week, we'll practice at 8am every morning. And yeah, I think the reasoning is the same for me, I, I just want them to have that on their calendar, like, oh, boy, I got practice at 8am. So maybe if they think about staying up super late, not saying it's going to stop them to your <laughs> point earlier, but at least it'll give them, you know, that in the back of their head, like, well, I do have to be up at 8am for practice. So uh, maybe I, I shouldn't make that decision, and and maybe uh maybe that's why Coach actually made it at eight a.m. That's probably why you know <laughs> those <laughs> yep. kind of things. So and then the other thing uh, that that he asked us about, you know, ways to keep them from sitting around. Well, of course, you and I have conversations with our kids about how important you know the next couple weeks are. Uh, you know, these are the meets we've been preparing for all year. But also, what I'll say is, is we take a couple trips. We t- we take a couple team trips um you know this week I'll, I'll just lay it out you know Tuesday uh we're gonna take our whole team to Eagle Creek Park in Indianapolis uh we're gonna get a run in on the trails there and then we're gonna do the go Apes ropes course uh on Tuesday uh during the day and and you know what like at least that gets them out the door gets them around their teammates uh everybody is invited this is not just like a varsity only thing like everybody on our team I hope goes and um it's just gonna be a great team building day for us and you know what else it does it stops them from going to practice from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. or whatever, and then going back home and, and sleeping for the rest of the day. You know, at, le- at least Tuesday, I know that most of our kids are going to be with us and and putting in a, a pretty busy day of team building and all that kind of stuff. And then Thursday, uh, we're going to go preview our regional course because, you know, we haven't been to the Plex in, I think, five years. And it's new for us. Not None of our team, none of our t- current team members have ever ran that course. So we're going to go up there and and kind of make a day trip of that as well to run the, the regional course and get ready for the Plex um, in hopes that we qualify and get there and and uh, have a good race there that week and uh, two weekends from now. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we do. Do you guys do anything else special to keep them from sitting around? I mean, what do you yeah, tell Yeah, we'll go,
1: we'll go run at Brown County. Evansville, um, so far away that that's why we went and ran a race there this year. So yeah. anyone who's on our roster has been there. But we'll go run at Brown County one day, and we'll do something together too. And you know, the other thing I do, I I joke with them that like this week is like this week, Christmas break, part of the summer, um, or like team camp. Those are those few times when you actually get to train like a college runner or like a professional runner. Yeah. You know, we got practice in the morning, go home, eat, sleep. Some of Mm -hmm. you will be doubling in the afternoon. So you can come back and double and be fresher. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we kind of sell them on that. And then we also, um, kind of like you just hinted at we give them a lot of scenarios. Like I just kind of explicitly say like sitting on a couch or sitting in your bed playing video games for six hours is just not, this is not what you want to do. You know, if you really want it, we put all this work in. So even if I can get them, um, even if I can get them to do that one less day, yeah, yeah. then I, then I hopefully I've made it, you know, and I, I do kind of tell them within reason, don't sign up to work 25 hours this week Yeah, just because you can, I'm like, you'll regret it later. Yeah. Um, although that's not the worst thing because they're used to being at school for seven or eight hours. M- yeah, 20. that's
0: true. Yeah. But um, <laughs> And even if they are playing uh, video games for six hours during the day, maybe at least coach's voice will be in the back of their head, like yeah. a little conscience, you know, telling right. them that it's not the right thing to do.
1: <laughs> you wrecked, you idiot. I told you not to play games. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you wrecked.
0: Uh, so look, we're a ways out from this, but th- I think this is on topic here. Looking at the forecast because we're neurotic cross-country coaches. Looks like some rain later in the week and, and looks like it could be a fairly soggy sectional weekend. Uh, do you even address that with your team, right? Because that's maybe on that fine line between am I stressing them out for no reason for something that might never happen or really have any, you know, any effect on the race or am I building up a scenario where they can start to wrap their mind around it in case it is an issue, you know, where do you stand on that? And with the forecast, the way it is, will you, will you talk to your team at all about, you know, it being wet later this week?
1: We'll talk to him about almost everything. We'll run through the scenarios as the week goes on. What if it's warm. um, we've ran that well, it would have been this week right now, right? but mm-hmm. we've ran that sectional before in the eighties,
0: yeah, I mean it's yes. it's been
1: hot before, darn, darn uh, flat out hot, so we we'll talk about it, and I think it's supposed to be eighty like almost eighty down here, like Thursday or something, and then it drops mm-hmm. again, so we'll talk to' him about if it's hot, if it's dry, if it's wet, if it's cold. Um, we'll run through all of those by Wednesday. um mm-hmm. just little little hints here just to have them not be shocked at it. And then yeah. hopefully by when, by Thursday morning, we know what the whole week's that you know the the weekend's gonna look like. Um, yeah. so we'll cover it some just so they're not shocked. but I mean, I'm also the type of coach who kind of covers what happens if your shoe comes off <laughs> yeah. you know um, you're the
0: John the John wooden coach uh, to te- teach yes. them how to put their socks on correctly. Uh,
1: <laughs> i uh we we will cover um, at the sectional and the regional that you have to finish this race. Like yeah. we need five girls to get across the line because we can't, like, if something weird was to happen, mm-hmm. you know, um, we got to have five finish, you know, those kind of things like, we'll, yeah, we'll cover all those things. Yeah, um,
0: kind, kind of like during track season when, you know, it's my drops the baton, like you pick, pick, pick up. up the baton and you keep going. Yeah. I don't care if it bounced three feet into the, the in, you know, the infield, yep. like out in the lane For I don't, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Pick it up let and them go. you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The same, coach, DQ. the same coach is yelling DQ as the same coach is saying, get off the high jump mat before it falls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> before the bar falls. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, what you said right there reminds me of something. I mean, I feel like it all should should be like a mantra of the podcast at this point, but, but running is a skill. And like running in those adverse conditions, whether it's rain or cold or whatever, like that's a skill that you develop. Because when we say like running is a skill, just like any other sport, basketball, baseball, football, like. You know, skills are, are defined or refined by practice, which is like reps, right? Yep. So the more types of conditions you practice in, the the better you're going to be prepared for them experience, which I, I think, you know, probably goes into a whole nother topic uh, this week about, you know, do you keep some of those younger runners around? Do you think, you know, uh, you know, do you, do you pair your roster down to eight? Do you pair your roster down just to seven? Do you pair your roster down to 13 or 18? Like what, what is your number and why? I mean I, I think even if kids aren't aren't planning to run on your varsity 7 this week or next week having them around this week helps them gain experience which if, yeah. if running is a skill and experience is part of building that skill I think it's invaluable right
1: well, if you're going to preach team mm-hmm. from June 1st sort of you know June 1st through yesterday and then you tell them they're not welcome there there there's a little mixed message there
0: yeah there's a know? disconnect Mm-hmm. Yeah and
1: again if you're um Carmel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you do have 120 out 100 100 kids out yeah that that's a lot and you need to pare that down i i yeah. i would feel comfortable saying that right like you probably can't give your varsity the attention they need if there's still 100 other mm-hmm. kids there but well, the time, i
0: think there's some logistical challenges there yes that, yeah mm-hmm. but if
1: you're looking at like me with 40 guys and 30 girls or whatever mm-hmm. you know plus um, I want, I want as many of them there as possible because I've been telling them all year that they're important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And, and same with us, like we'll, we'll have some kids that will duck out and, and start swimming. You know, we'll have some kids yeah. that will duck out and start their winter sport or, you know, maybe they'll they're just on vacation this week. Yeah. They're on vacation this week with some family yeah. for fall break. I mean, and I get that. So, you know, we always say like, it's not mandatory, but we'd love to have you like, we'd love yeah. to have you at practice anytime you can make it come. If you can, uh, I always think it's better for them to be there just once again, because, if running is a skill and experience is part of building that skill, like that's what this is. Maybe next year they're on your varsity team and all yeah. of a sudden, like sectionals, not new to them. They've went, they've went through a sectional week with you already. They went through a fall break with you and they know how it looks like. I think that's valuable. And then the last thing, if running is a skill, I mean, coaching, they're going to be around more coaching. They're on, they're not off trying to run on their own. They're not off doing their own thing. They're still hearing how coach talks to the team uh, preparing them for sectionals, telling them what to focus on, what not to focus on, like all of that is valuable. I mean, and so, yeah, you, you can't tell me that it's, it's drastically different than any other sport from that perspective.
1: No. And, you know, going back to like not changing too many things, um, you've had, um, you know, 20 boys and, you know, 20 girls on your team all year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you show up Monday and there's seven of you or nine yeah. of you. feels Boy, a lot different. Talk about feeling different.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah yeah I think so so I mean that yeah that's one thing that you know i'm all, I'm always second guessing myself too on that because you know I mean I, I know that there's probably value to paring it down right there's probably value to pairing it down and, and going more into specifics of races and and race strategy and race situations but I mean I just think the pros vastly outweigh the cons uh, yep. when you're talking about just bringing your your entire team along for the tournament run if you're able to right if you're able to
1: well, and I think it's up to the coach too to set the tone. I mean, yes, absolutely. Some coach is going to say, "Yeah," and I need these seven or ten to be serious, and now these twenty have no goal or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I get that, but mm-hmm. maybe it's it's you that has to take on that burden of setting that tone different. Yeah, and that's, it's not easy, and it'll take a season or two, and it'll take some frustration. Um, <laughs> but what we do now is, you know, we have so many kids. I mean, we'll take we'll take eighty plus percent of our team over to run, you know, Nike Midwest. Yep.
0: Yep, NXR. And we'll take
1: about last year, we took 40, some kids down to um, Alabama to run the running lane national championship. So like now mm-hmm. those kids see value in staying at practice. Like I'm going to, I'm still locked in.
0: Yeah. I'm still training for something, right? Yeah. Like even if their focus is NXR, which you're taking a big chunk of your team to, I'm still training for something. I still got some yep. goals that I'm, I'm going after and, a time
1: uh, trial or something too. keep them involved.
0: You know, they're in, they're in great shape right now. You know, why not yeah, run a mile
1: just, and mm-hmm. yeah
0: i time travel on the track or whatnot. So, yep. all right, coach. Well uh, section a week upon us and uh, yeah, it's getting more exciting by the day. So uh, yeah, we both are on fall break. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to get it get another podcast on or something at some point. Yeah, this we've day. got some
1: topics we can. Uh, oh, we were going to maybe say this. I'm going to throw this out there. We're, we're kind of nervous about the state of our sport in Indiana, right? Yeah. Specifically. And it's not limited to this guy's numbers are down to girls. Numbers are down yeah and um and it it it's although our competition is strong, it's not deep right now. and um we'd love to hear from you coaches um some of your ideas on what can be done to bring up the depth of numbers, specifically what some medium and small schools can do to try to bring up numbers we we really want to dive into that going down the road after the season's over. so please send us an email and uh, let us know your thoughts. We've already had a couple coaches who've reached yep. out to us about that so you know, Please reach out to us uh, uh, with um, what's going on at your school, what you think we can do. I mean, Coach, you said this, and I did it for five years at, at, through the IATCC. A third of the schools won't won't fill the full team this year in a sectional, or more yeah, this that's, year, or that's
0: more. A, that's just the truth of it. And uh, we can sugarcoat it all we want to, but we need to do better. I mean, just as a coaching community, as a coaching association, just uh, across the board we need to do better. I mean, when a third of your girls teams are not completing uh, a full team at sectional, something's, something's got to happen. So I'd love to talk with you more about that topic in the future. And I'm I'm sure we will. It'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, Email us.
0: Yep. Yeah. Any ideas out there, but Hey, for now, have a, have a great uh, week coach and we'll get back at it very soon. Good luck at sectionals. Yep. See ya. All right. Wanted to thank everybody today to listening to Talking Distance. Just a couple reminders. Don't hesitate to reach out to us via email. Talking Distance Podcast at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us there. Also, we're on Twitter at Talking Distance and on Instagram at Talking Distance Podcast. Uh, also big thanks to The Dip, awesome band out of Seattle, Washington that provided our intro and outro music today. And as always, obviously want to thank you guys, the athletes, the coaches and supporters that make Indiana Distance Running the absolute best.